Welcome to the Mindful Meditation Journey Podcast. My name is Jennifer Grove, and I'm a wellness retreat leader, yoga and meditation teacher, and a multiple business entrepreneur. And I am obsessed with helping you treat yourself like the beautiful soul that you are. So if you're looking to make shifts in your life, your meditation practice, your relationships, and yourself, then you've come to the right place. My goal in this podcast is to help you see the infinite mindfulness within yourself to be, do, have, and treat yourself with whatever your heart desires. So I want you to think of this podcast as your dose of mindset development to help you maximize who you are and where you're going. So leave it to me to provide you with the tools, the resources, the strategies, and the teachings that you can incorporate to create a reality of mindfulness and bliss in your everyday life. I know we're going to have so much fun together, so thank you for pushing play today. And now, let's begin. Hello, friends. Welcome back. I have missed you. I am so excited to drop another episode for you around anxiety. Um, it's really funny because, you know, where you send your attention, you know, what you're thinking of, everything follows that. So because I have been talking about anxiety a lot and feeling it, it's more prominent in what I am experiencing on a daily basis, whether it's talking to somebody who's having anxiety or I'm feeling anxious myself. So I kind of wanted to talk about that today, especially with social media, <laughs> right? Uh, here it is. I'm on a podcast talking to you and I'm also on social media because I'm running a wellness retreat business. So I'm always on social media, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok now. Like you feel as if though you have to be on all these modalities. And let me tell you, it is a delicate, methodical process choosing what image to use, what filter to coat it with, you know, what to select. Is it too filtered? Is it too fake? Too many flaws? And then, you know, all of these other things that we have to think of, like, we're worrying about picking the perfect photo um, out of like 10, 20, maybe even 50 pictures that we have. And then thinking about posting them in just the right time so that we can get the most likes, the most comments, you know, really reaching the most people that we need or desire to. And hell, with perseverance, like trying to really figure out what, you know, what you want to say to your audience. I mean, it can lead you to writing five different versions of the same freaking thing before you even hit send, before you even hit post, right? For it to go out there into that endless void of online discourse with everyone. And really, honestly, like platforms like TikTok, it's you have to think about it. It's picking the right time to piggyback on some viral trend before it loses steam. Oh my God, there's so much 
to freaking think of here, right? And if you think about it, I mean, social media is just this means of constant communication, constant awareness, constant inspiration, chasing likes and follows, however, is a source of heightened anxiety, my friends. And I can say that the implications for anxiety and how heightened it gets and and what type of anxiety you're feeling, it varies among the different platforms, depending on what you're what you're utilizing, you know, what you're following. I want to talk about, um, like the different, different, um, platforms like Instagram, you know, back in like, uh, what was it like 2017, which is obviously ages ago. Um, Instagram actually was ranked the worst platform for mental health and well-being, but it scored really, really well in self-expression and self-identity. So we love to post on social media, but we feel bad when we start comparing ourselves to other people, right? That is anxiety, my friends, and that can heighten levels of anxiety that some of us already have. It can lead to depression, You can be bullied by it um, just by someone posting something hateful. I mean, that's bullying. That's not nice, right? And oh my God, let's not even go with FOMO. Fear of missing out. Somebody posts something, you're like, oh my God, why wasn't I invited to that? Or, oh my God, I want to do that too. Just think about that for a minute. Right. How many times have you seen like a friend of yours post something on social media with other friends? Maybe you knew them, maybe you didn't, whichever. But all of a sudden you feel like, oh, well, why wasn't I invited to go do that with them? I would have liked to have done that. Right. That's fear of missing out. And we get ourselves caught up in in comparing And see, I think that, I mean, I have some mixed views on social media's mental health impact, okay? I am not so sure that social media is positive or negative. I mean, I feel like it's, there are times where it's mostly positive and times where it's mostly negative, but that's my own perception of it. I feel like, you know, across the board, yes, are there studies being done all the time? Of course there are. But I feel like as social media increases, our overall well-being tends to decrease, okay? And I, I say tends to because there are spaces on, on social media where we follow somebody and they're doing something that we deem as healthy and so we try it and that's great, but do we continue that habit? That's... And that's, I feel like as the user ourselves, we fall short of because we don't follow through. We're, we're looking for an instant gratification and that just doesn't happen. <laughs> Let me tell you, it took me a very long time to understand instant gratification is just not the way. <laughs> so if you think about it, like if you're on social media a lot, you're probably, and I say probably, okay, this is not don't quote me on statistics and stuff like this is my own perception 
But I, I know I've seen this personally. Being on social media a lot takes away from our well-being, takes away from our self-care, right? Even just like lurking or passively observing content rather than posting about it, it can have some adverse effects on some people. So not everybody has this feeling, but some people do. I mean, I want to go back to the whole thing of, you know, somebody seeing like their best friend hanging out with somebody else and they post it on social media. They feel like they were left out. So yes, while it is the user, it's how we're feeling. Social media can heighten our anxiety, but it can also help to negate it as well. So I'm not saying that social media is, is good or bad. It's positive or negative. It's basically an inanimate freaking object. Okay. It, we give it power. So we are in charge of what we see, what we hear, what we say, what we do, right? It's not just the time that we spend on social media. It's what we're looking at as well. It's characteristics of uh, an individual person, right? That's what helps determine whether social media is creating anxiety for that person or not creating anxiety for that person. Like what, what are you looking at? What are you interacting with? And I'm going to give you a prime example because there are two of us in our household. One of us uses social media for business and for fun. And the other has horrific anxiety towards social media. <laughs> I'm not sure. Can you guess which one it is? <laughs> See, during COVID, and this is the prime example, during COVID, um, Jeff would be on social media just to kind of, you know, see what was going on, see what his friends were posting, see what some of the, you know, pages he was following was posting and, and stuff like that. And he got really upset a lot of the time because everybody was posting something negative or something political and it was, you know, belligerent and he was just like, social media is stupid. I don't know why we have it. It just, it makes life worse. And I said, wait a minute. I have a completely different view of that. Because what I, the people that I follow or the people that I interact with, the, you know, accounts that I follow, I follow things that are going to lift and build you up and help you to have a better lifestyle right? Whatever that better lifestyle means to you. So we see social media in two different aspects and we live in the same household, right? So it really is, I feel like the user, you can choose to follow certain accounts and you can choose to unfollow certain accounts. You can block people, you can block accounts, you know, so that you can really focus on what it is that lights you up. I'm not going to say that they, you know, that social media doesn't have its downfalls. It, obviously it does. You know, people that are on social media a lot, they've done research and they are more anxious. You know, the people that are on social media all the time following things, they have a lot more anxiety than people that aren't always on it 24 seven, aren't always fishing around because 
social media is not always the same thing. You know, one user might spend a few hours looking at pictures of cute animals and memes, and another user could spend the same amount of time just entangled in this heated argument about some topic like politics. Okay? Social media itself is an innovation. It's a technological innovation that could be very, very useful. But, here's the but, we need to understand it well so that we can make sure that we're using it optimally and not having it inadvertently actually causing us problems. So take into account like the screen time and the platform needed to that you're using, right? Like really think about it. The time that you're spending choosing to disconnect from whatever social media platform you are into, right? Whether it's TikTok, whether it's, you know, um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. I don't know that anybody scrolls LinkedIn, but I mean, if you do, it's cool, right? (laughs) And I'm going to drop in some healthy talk here for a second, not just, you know, about the whole, like, should we be on social media? Should we not be on social media? But think about the blue light like the blue light that emits from our cell phones, it suppresses melatonin about, what is it? I think it's double as long, like double amount of time as long as green light, okay? Which actually shifts into the circadian rhythms twice as much, right? So blue light versus green light here. So think about it this way. Maybe I'll uh, break it down just a little bit more because that sounded kind of confusing, I thought. (laughs) I even said it and I thought it was confusing. So let me just break it down a little bit. Think of it this way. A poor night's sleep may really show itself the next day as feeling edgy, feeling irritable, fluctuating our moods, struggling to concentrate. And this can all be symptoms of clinical anxiety. If we are on social media. I mean, clinical anxiety is is from a number of things, but we're talking about social media here, right? So are we sitting on our phones hours before we go to bed or maybe even an hour or two in bed? I know that I have been you know, I've caught myself like, I'll wake up, I grab my phone, I'm on it. And then next thing I know, it's two hours later. Well, I have messed up my complete sleep routine. I'm exhausted when I do finally go back to sleep and wake up. And my day is not the same. Okay. It just isn't. And I know I am not the only one that feels that way. (laughs) So we just need to like, look at our habits, our social media habits, just identifying them, right? I don't know if you remember when Instagram decided to hide likes for certain users, like their photos, so that only the user who posted the image could see it. Does, does anybody remember that? It was like, What Instagram said is that they didn't want Instagram to feel like a competition. 
they didn't want Instagram to feel like a competition, but they put all those likes there in the first place. And then they were like, no, maybe not. Right. (laughs) Because really what you want to do is just focus on like the picture or the video that you're sharing, not how many people like it. I know I get myself caught up in that sometimes where I'm like, oh, I posted this and then I posted this over here. Why are people liking this more than they like that? What happened? Why, you know, what did I do differently? The answer to that is who the F knows? (laughs) We need to stop creating this scorecard for popularity. It creates social media driven anxiety, guys, right? It's a quantifiable factor of it. Images are so powerful, so overwhelming, so beautiful with all the filters that are sitting out there that we can use. Images carry power, right? And I remember reading an article about uh, the CFO or the CEO of, of Twitter back in, was it 2019, I think? Yeah, so a couple of years ago. Um, I remember him saying, he was like at a conference or something, he said something to the effect of if he had it to do all over again, if he had to start the service all over again, he wouldn't emphasize the follower count so much. He wouldn't emphasize the like count so much. You know, he thought that maybe he would not have even created that like button in the first place. It's pretty powerful, right? So think of it this way. Sharing an image or sharing a perspective, you know, writing out a script on social media or making a comment. That viewpoint, that image could be magnified to hundreds or thousands of people. But it might be more likely to regret posting something if it was negative, right? Um, I see pictures posted on social media all the time of girls in, in like barely any clothing. And it, it breaks my heart while these are beautiful women and their bodies are their bodies, their temples. Those pictures are out there in the universe for so many people to see and they're being judged, right? I mean, we don't know, honestly, if social media is is leading to social comparison, right? I feel like it might be, like it, it heightens it. And it's it's just that people are more prone to engage in behaviors that are on social media with a lot more content and comparison. I don't know if that makes sense, right? People love to be judgmental. It's it's part of our nature to see something. If we don't like it, we judge it, right? And we have that ability to do that more on social media because we can hide behind a platform. We're not face-to-face with someone. But there is, of course, a flip side to all of that. Some social media can be like a balm 
for anxiety. It can be like this calming influence and this safe space, right? I'm going to go back to Jeff and I have two totally different perceptions of social media most of the time. So think about it this way. You know, the seemingly bleak effects of just kind of like scrolling through a Twitter feed, a TikTok feed, or just swiping through Instagram stories. For some people that have social anxiety, being online specific communication can prove to be so fulfilling for them more than in-person interaction, right? You can't imagine anything worse for a person with social anxiety than saying, oh, you're going to have to go into this group of like 20 people and then talk about what it is you're going through, right? It's like a cruel joke, okay? <laughs> and with the medium of this electronic interaction that they can have where they're not facing anyone at all with the same physical cues of, or, you know, being that in-person social anxiety that they have, they can actually have an interaction that helps them with their social anxiety, right? They can interact with people and negate the social anxiety that they have in person. So think of it like this. Um, okay, here you go. I want to think of it like this. Determining how much social media we use, each individual person, is kind of problematic it's it's subjective, okay, because it's different for everyone. So like an image of somebody's body or a recent home renovation or a vacation may be the source of inspiration for somebody and kind of motivate them or encourage them to aim for some similar goal that they're seeing on social media. And in that same aspect, someone else can feel like this draw of being like this negative spiral of being compare, compared, I was going to say comparison, but being compared to, you know, that body image or that home renovation or that vacation, you know, it can exacerbate self-esteem concerns or feelings of, ina of inadequacy that some people have, right? I can look at an image of, um, of like a home renovation and be like, oh my God, I so want to do that. How can we do that? And that's because I have this creative idea and I know that I can share this with Jeff who is really, really handy around the house. So we can use that as a source of inspiration. I have another friend though that can see that same picture and get anxious about it because they can't afford to do that renovation. Um, they don't know how to do it, right? So they start to build this anxiety where they're comparing themselves to that picture, to that person. And it's a negative experience for them, where for me, it's a positive experience. I hope that makes sense. And it's just like being able to create connection with people, right? That's kind of the same thing. For some people, you know, social media provides this amazing platform, this amazing venue for people to forge meaningful, tangible connections, as well as like finding support networks. Like it can offer this amazing opportunity to help combat anxiety. 
But on the other side, it can do the exact opposite, right? Like, it just depends on the person. Like, you can go on social media and find, like, a niche interest that you have. There's, like, this plethora of content available that you can dive into for whatever interest that you have. It's a way of you being able to choose, like, a dress that you may feel so amazing in, right? You see it and you can go and get it in real life, right? Social media is also a community. It gives you the opportunity to exercise your real, true, authentic self with a lot of other people who get you. You can share the same interest with if we use it in a healthy way. Right. And this can have such a profound impact on lifting up someone's mood and feeling more confident, more motivated to pursue those interests that they really love and that can nurture them if they find a supportive environment on social media. Right. So I really think that, you know, given the widespread use and the reach of social media platforms that we have and that continue to build and grow, finding healthy ways to use and enjoy those platforms is so freaking crucial. We need to be mindful of the content that either fosters positive feelings or spurs negative thoughts in order to really ask ourselves, why are we following that account? Or Why do we keep posting in that feed? We need to have this well-being thermometer, okay? I love it. A well-being thermometer. We need to think about it, that well-being thermometer, okay? We can brave the unfollow. Like, does this light me up? Does this make me feel good? If not, unfollow, I mean, we are all our own curators here. Every single one of us. We've chosen to follow that individual, that account, right? And perhaps we've been blinded by the status, the number of followers, or that allure of that blue tick, right? Oh my God, that check mark that's just like, yay, you've been verified. You're good to go. Like, Social media activity should not be static, guys. It really shouldn't. Follows, unfollows, likes, disinterest, they shouldn't be viewed with permanence, okay? Life changes and our interests change too. Like, we're not going to be the same all the time. We're going to like different things at different times. And just because someone's content makes you feel anxious or agitated in the present moment, that doesn't mean that it always will, okay? You can't always control how something makes you feel, but you can adapt your behavior so that it means that you don't put yourself in the situation where you're constantly bombarded with it, right? So finding those positive areas of social media can be extremely important and like key for keeping our digital agitation in check. It's that 
well-being thermometer, right? So look for communities, look for support, look for things that are uplifting in your social media activities. And if it's not making you feel good, if it's making you feel bad, if it's making you feel inadequate, stop, stop following them, stop interacting with them. Because you are important. You are the most important person in your life. Treat yourself with respect. Take care of yourself. And that means with social media as well. We get tied into it. I have been going down that rabbit hole for a while now. And I'm learning to step away. And it's a beautiful thing. Because social media will always be there. All right, guys, I hope this little rant helped in any way, shape, or form. Uh, It wasn't what I wanted to really share with you today. Um, I had another topic, but I felt like that wasn't, it was still emotional and heavy on me that it wasn't time for me to share it. So I really wanted to share about social media and anxiety and How it can be a good thing and a bad thing, right? It's all determined by us, the user. So love you so much. Have an amazing, amazing day, night, week, wherever you are. And I cannot wait to catch you on the flip side. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, Be sure to share it with me by leaving a review so that I can keep the good stuff coming your way. And if you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the extra love and inspiration by following me at Jennifer J. Grove Yoga and Wellness or visiting my website at jenniferjgroveyogaandwellness.com. I love and adore you so much and cannot wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, Go out there and create the mindful and blissful life that you deserve.